Mother Bear, put your apron away. We are going to go on a picnic today. Hello and welcome to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear Cast. I am your host, Phil Gonzalez, and we've got a lot going on. Last week, I was contacted by the actual Berenstain Bears themselves. You heard correctly. The actual Berenstain Bears contacted me on Twitter and said they had discovered this podcast and that, well, we kind of got their blessing to keep doing it. And you don't understand. That's like being contacted by one of your biggest rock star dreams of all times. I mean, there's probably people who would be more excited if, say, like Paul McCartney contacted them. But for me, hearing from the Berenstain Bears themselves was amazing. They posted a link to our podcast on their official Facebook page. And I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you for helping get word about this podcast out there. It is super exciting and not a little bit scary, but talk to anyone who knows me and for the rest of that day I was on cloud nine I was floating around I was so excited and giddy and talking about it with everyone the Berenstain Bears contacted me super exciting uh also super exciting is the book we're covering today now if you listen to the bonus episode we covered nothing ever happens at the south pole it was a book about a you know a penguin going on an adventure and I was a little negative about it but I just wanted to emphasize that I don't hold anything against that book. It was uh, a bold experiment, and I'm so happy that it was published uh, when it was. It was a wonderful thing for the Berenstain family to to have put out there. Uh, and it was it's a beautiful example of the Berenstain's writing and illustrating at the time that it was originally created, and also the importance of a great editor for up-and-coming writers and artists. Uh, it shows it was just so wonderful to talk about and show where the Berenstains were in their own personal development at the time. Uh, I just I had a great time talking about it. But today, The Bear's Picnic. This is a great book. Um, and why is it a great book? There's so many reasons. I read it for the first time just a couple of weeks ago and was constantly amazed at what I was reading. It it breaks the format of the previous books while maintaining the same basic pattern of the books. Uh, it adds a third character into the proceedings, and that enables uh, just more and more subtle interactions between the characters. Uh, the art matures, and it flows across the page from left to right, and uh, it fills in more of the backstory between Mama and Papa. There's a whole lot going on in this book, so uh, let's talk about it. So the Bear's Picnic uh, comes after the bike lesson, and it's another wacky Papa adventure story, but it's so much more than that. Uh, First of all, we finally see Mama Bear take part in a Bear's adventure, and this is a huge deal. Up until now, Mama has been mostly a person standing on the sidelines waving goodbye as Papa and Small Bear go off to have wacky adventures, but Papa invites the family to go on a picnic, and by doing so, he includes mama in the proceedings and it really adds so many layers to what's going on the first thing that happens is he says we're going to have a picnic at the best place in the world look at this picnic spot this is where we picnicked when we were young so already we're getting an allusion to a young mama and a young papa bear we know that they've known each other now since they were kids preteens teenagers whenever there was a courtship going on and it happened in a spot that we get to see i really like knowing that This doesn't have anything to do with Small Bear. I really like, this is a moment between Papa and Mama. And Mama looks 
particularly delighted that Papa remembered this. We're seeing Papa not as a doofus or an imbecile. We're seeing Papa as a thoughtful husband and a man who remembers important things that and, and that who knows Mama Bear well enough to know that she will be pleased by this. Uh, that's big character development. It, uh, he's not thoughtless. He's not completely overly impulsive. He put time and consideration into this. But the next thing in this image is you see Small Bear looking down at the lower right-hand corner and just peeking out between two bushes is the edge of a train track. Now, from an illustrating standpoint, this is great because your eye moves across the page from this idyllic scene of Papa and Mama to this weird thing going on in the corner. And Small Bear just looks puzzled because there's train tracks there. You turn the page and boom, a steam engine comes roaring across from right to left, covering the bears in soot and ash. And it is a hilarious picture. And that's what this book is going to be about. It's going to be about Papa trying to find a perfect picnic spot for his family and failing miserably each and every time, frequently because of things completely out of his control. So Mama looks disgruntled. She's covered in soot. Papa is completely unfazed. And Small Bear's looking a little questioning. This is also something new development. We've never seen Small Bear question Papa before. He's usually just been game and gone right along with whatever Papa's doing, but all of a sudden, he's not smiling. He looks a little worried and confused. Papa's not worried and confused. He takes them to a picnic spot, and it's set up in woods with picnic tables of different colors, and Papa drops another little tidbit about his past. He mentions that he was involved in a pie-eating contest there when he was young. Boom. We also know now that Papa went to school around there and that he's lived in this area since he was a young, young bear. Again, the eye is carried over to the right. Small bear notices something else. Hanging up in the trees, you see the very bottom of a banner. You don't see what it says, but you want to know what it says. So you turn the page and boom, the banner says big picnic today. And this is the next thing. We get our first look at Berenstain square buses. That's what I call them. They're going to show up in books later on and later on for forever but they're buses that are just cubes or long rectangles there's no front end it's just flat and i know that buses are built like this but these are they look like they're made out of toy shoe boxes like they look like toy buses you've made out of a shoe box uh, they're adorable and they pop up in the berenstain books from time to time i've never seen these in real life the proportions are strange they're odd they're the square buses so hopefully the buses arrives animals start pouring out. This is another thing that's going to change over time, but what are the animals pouring out of these buses? Well, we have pigs, dogs, monkeys, rabbits, hippos, wolves, porcupines, no bears, no bears. Are there bears in bear country? We don't know yet, but our bears, our family of bears, get chased off because these are obnoxious tourists and families. There's no way they're going to have a great picnic here. They run off through the tall grass. Uh, out of the corner of the page, you see a jungle. They settle down into this jungle out of the corner of that page, Small Bear notices, we're on the edge of a swamp. You turn that page. I would say this is the best illustration in the book, but it's going to get beaten. But what you have is starting down, and you can't see, I'm doing a big sweeping gesture here with my hands. Starting down in the lower right-hand corner are mosquitoes. Dozens and dozens of big cartoony mosquitoes, okay? And they sweep up from the lower right-hand corner. They sweep into the lower left-hand corner and up and around into this huge Tim Burton-y arc that ends with a point 
just right at the bears. Mama looks terrified. Papa looks terrified. This is a dynamic illustration. Your eye is moved from the previous page to the right, all the way down to the lower right-hand corner. Your eye is pulled all the way to the left, all the way up to the upper left and around, boom, right into the bears. This is a great picture. Again, it is not even the best picture in this book, but when I first saw it, I laughed out loud. It's such an amazing drawing. If you look back at the big honey hunt and you look at this, leaps and bounds, leaps and bounds. The Berenstain, Stan and Jan are becoming so confident in their ability to draw these bears, in their ability to draw hilarious motion, in their ability to show character and uh, emotion in the bears' faces, in the bears' bodies, in the bears' positioning. It's, it's a revelation. These books are really coming along. And we're only on their third adventure. I can only see things getting better from here. But before they get better... We got to get out of this swamp. So the bears run off. Mama is actually killing and swatting mosquitoes as she goes. And they have like little cartoon X eyes as they're falling off. They get dragged onto a raft. Papa makes them uh, go down a river. Uh, They get pulled to a cliff. Uh, He's like, this is great. We're going to just picnic here right on the edge of this cliff. An old timey truck comes, dumps a bunch of garbage on them. Obviously, bear country doesn't have many ordinances about where you can dump garbage because this is right on the edge of the water. Uh, I'm sure this will be at covered in later books about the polluting of the bear country water supply it's a little hint for the future but for right now all it's done is disrupt papa's picnic plans yet again so papa drags them into the middle of a field he says there's no way anything can get to him here a giant jet buzzes their heads let's add to the bear country geography because somewhere in this area there has to be an airport there's a bear country airport and this is not this is not a small little prop plane this is a huge passenger jet there's animals coming in from some other part of the world to bear country or to somewhere near bear country so let's add to that we know that there is a a hub uh, somewhere nearby so after the jet airplane buzzes them papa grabs them again he starts dragging them up a cliff up the side of a cliff he's going to take them to the very very tip top of this jaggedy old cliff and here is where things get interesting we've noticed mama bear becoming more and more angry as the story goes along she hasn't said anything but visually she's becoming frustrated disheveled she's not happy she stopped giving papa the benefit of the doubt but she's not saying anything she stays quiet this whole time to me this is a very interesting character development mama is angry at papa but she's not going to say anything in front of small bear she's going to keep quiet she's going to save that arguing for later Small Bear is there. Small Bear has been doing more and more of his questioning of Papa until finally they are going up this cliff. Here is what Small Bear says. I'm getting tired. My feet hurt too. Any old spot here ought to do. Please, Pop, please, can't we picnic soon? It's long past lunch. It's afternoon. You have to be choosy, Pop, I know. But what's better up here than down below? We've never seen Small Bear do this. We've never seen Small Bear question Papa, and we've never seen Small Bear call Papa out. And why? I have an answer for that. It's because Mama Bear is now part of this group, and Mama Bear is unhappy. Small Bear usually suffers in silence, and he sees what Papa Bear does as as totally right and totally unquestionable. But now he sees Mama Bear being unhappy, and Small Bear is going to act as a bridge between Mama and Papa Bear. He doesn't want Mama Bear to be unhappy, and he doesn't want Papa Bear to be unhappy. So he's going to act as the voice of reason between his parents. This is a huge deal, because suddenly, in these few pages, the bears have gone from being stock comic characters to a legitimate family. 
we see the dynamics of all three bears. Papa Bear, pig-headed, bullish, but he only wants what's best for his family. But he can't stop just for one second and think about what he's doing. He's completely impulsive. And we're going to see this in Papa Bear for the rest of the series. It's going to get softened a bit, particularly when a new bear gets introduced into the family dynamic. But for right now, Papa Bear is incapable of stopping what he is doing to see how his family is actually feeling. He thinks if he just pushes ahead, things are going to get better. That's a real Papa trait. Mama Bear immediately identifies that things are going to be going wrong, but she lets it play out. This is another thing that Mama Bear is going to do throughout this series. She is going to identify potential problems, but let them play out in their own way. And then at the end sort of try to clean up the mess. Again, it's going to get refined and softened. She's not going to stay nearly as quiet as she does in this book, but she's also taking Small Bear into consideration. Not going to argue in front of the kids. This is another thing that's going to play out throughout the Baron's Dame Bear story. And finally, Small Bear, acting as a bridge between his parents, trying to keep things cool, trying to keep things comfortable, and yet non-confrontational. This is a Small Bear trait that's going to continue on as he becomes Brother Bear. He's going to remain kind of the level-headed, cool one. I mean, except when he loses his temper as the characters become more complex. But we're seeing this dynamic get set up, and it's really exciting. Suddenly, the bears aren't just the bears. They're the bear family, and I really, really like seeing that. So they get to the top of this cliff. They sit down. They start having their picnic. Honey sandwiches, totally yum. If you've never had a honey sandwich, highly suggest making it. Mama looks distressed, but she's game. She's going to give it a shot. It starts raining. That's it. Mama grabs Small Bear, starts heading down the cliff again. Hilariously enough, there seems to be a flight of stairs now they didn't notice before. Papa Bear insists they hide in a cave. Mama Bear speaks her first line and only line in the book. It does look warm. Yes, I agree. But it looks much, much too warm for me. And the reason it looks much, much too warm for her, and this is the best picture in the whole book, is we've got this two-page spread that shows Papa hanging half out of the cave as a giant bolt of lightning cracks right through the middle of the cave, splitting the top of the mountain in half, burning Papa on the bottom. His eyes are huge. His nose is up in the air. The sky is filled with dark storm clouds as Mama, lit by the bolt of lightning, drags little small bear down the side of the mountain, yelling back up at Papa Bear with a look on her face that basically just says, look at what you've gotten us into. As she's pulling the small bear, it's just... It's a fantastic shot. The sky is filled with rain. It's dark. It's gloomy. You see exactly where Papa Bear has dragged them to. The mountain is exploding. I love this picture. Uh, Pages 54 and 55 of the hardback. It is one of the greatest things the Berenstains have ever drawn. And that includes their work going back to Collier's Magazine, going back to art school. This is... This is a great picture. I may be overstating it a little bit, but again, when we turned to this page for the first time, I laughed out loud. It's an amazing picture. If I could, I would get it framed on my wall. It's just such an amazing shot. So uh, the book quickly comes to an end. Um, Mama drags Small Bear back across the country. You see a wonderful little wooden bridge. You see the, the, the mountains smoking in the background as Papa is chasing them. Wait, wait, I can find a better spot. They get back to the treehouse, up the sunny dirt road, into the house. And then Papa, of course, turns things back on himself. And he says, okay, look, I found the perfect picnic spot sitting at their table. And Small Bear agrees. Acting as the peacemaker, he says, look, Papa found the perfect picnic spot. They're sitting at a table eating not honey sandwiches this time, legit meat and lettuce sandwiches. They've got uh, fruit, they've got pie, they've got a big pot of honey and 
apparently you know, cups of honey, which is what they drink as bears, and they're happy. And Mama Bear looks a little ticked off, but but happy. And that's the way the book ends. I hope I've managed to convey just how awesome this book is because it is really, really good. Uh, this is The Bear's Picnic, and it's a turning point. It's a major, major turning point. We've learned a little more geography of bear country. There's a mountain that's now been split by lightning. There's a little waterfall near their house. There's beautiful end pages that show the bears walking over a small stone bridge into the woods. Uh, you see a uh, waterfall in the background, beautiful flowers. The foliage is looking great. Uh, we see the dynamic between the characters. We see Mama come into her own as a fully realized character at this point. We see Small Bear uh, not simply going along with everything Papa says. We see that he's capable of questioning. We see that he is aware of the dynamic between his parents and that he feels, as so many small children do, that he kind of has to act as a balance between both of his parents' personalities. We see Mama get fed up with Papa for the first time. Again, something that's going to come up in many later books. And we see things come to a peaceful resolution at the end, but knowing that there's probably going to be a talk later on between Mama and Papa Bear. Dynamics we're going to see play out for the rest of this book series. The Bear's Picnic is a great book. If you don't own it, I recommend you buy it. It's a delight to read. The I don't I didn't really cover this, but the the rhymes and the dialogue are tight. This is obviously because of the editing that was being done and the work that they were being forced to do by uh, Ted Geisel, by Dr. Seuss. You know, go back, redraw, redo this. You know, keep keep this going. You 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 can't settle for your first draft. You've got to keep working on it till the till the rhymes are tight, till the story flows. The illustrations are beautiful. They flow from left to right. I just can't give this book enough praise. So that's the Bears Picnic. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we're going to pick up again with the Bear Scouts, which is going to be another milestone in the Bears history. We're going to meet some new characters. We're going to go on some new adventures. We're going to meet a new dynamic. We're going to see some new drawings. Uh, so if you enjoyed this, please uh, rate and review us on iTunes. If you just search for uh, Deep in Bear Country or Berenstain Bearcast, you're going to find us. Give us a review. We've already gotten a few and they are delightful. I totally appreciate everyone who's done it so far. Let's boost this podcast's visibility. Thank you so much to the official Berenstain Bears Twitter and Facebook. I'm over the moon that you noticed us. Again, you can follow us on Twitter at B-Stain Bearcast. That's B-S-T-A-I-N Bearcast on Twitter. And uh, let us know what's going on. Uh, if there's anything you'd like us to cover, just shout out to us. Give us a message. Thank you so much for listening. I just cannot believe people are actually excited about this like I am. Uh, it's wonderful. So next time, the Bear Scouts, more bear country, more bears. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you later.